Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm Rose James Madison, and we have an update about January 6th. As Enrique Tario, the chairman of the Proud Boys, a man with a long, long history of being an FBI informant, that led me to believe he would be. He'd actually get. I, I thought everyone else with him, because there's. Let's see, three others? There's three other Proud Boys who are facing about 25 years in prison. I thought those three would go down, and like all the other times, Enrique Tario would just saunter off, live to narc another day. But, it seems like he went down in flames too. Let's get into the article, shall we? By the AP. Loud gentlemen who seem to uh, do uh, three pointers. Ah, uh, Gavin McGinnis's love child is doing great things in the world. Let's get on with it, shall we? Former Proud Boy leader Enrique Tario, oh, I didn't realize he was former, Enrique Tario was convicted on Thursday of orchestrating a plot for members of his far-right extremist group to attack the U.S. Capitol in a desperate bid to keep Donald Trump in power after the Republican, lo Republican lost the 2020 presidential elections. A jury in Washington, D.C. found Tario guilty of seditious conspiracy after hearing from dozens of witnesses over more than three months in one of the most serious cases brought in uh, brought in the stunning attack that unfolded on January 6, 2021 as the world watched on live TV. There was another rally where Enrique Tario got pulled over and he wasn't allowed to enter DC because he had uh, he had magazines in the trunk of his car. But, oh, this is interesting because if this would that would mean these proud boys are the first people to be charged with entering the building with a pre-planned intention that's an interesting update especially because i've always written off enrique tario at like the fed he is so i i, I find it interesting that he's going down too uh, again i just i put a lot of stock and the fed wouldn't go down but no a jury in Washington, D.C., read that, is a significant milestone. Let's see. Serious. Never mind. A jury in Washington, D.C. found Tario guilty after a hearing dozen witnesses over three months in one of the most serious cases brought in the stunning attack that unfolded on January 6, 2021, as the world watched on live TV. Were they watching on TV or were they streaming it? It's a significant milestone for, justice, for the Justice Department, which has now secured uh, seditious conspiracy convictions against the leaders of two major extremist groups. Prosecutors say uh, uh, say they were intent on keeping Democrat Joe, Bi uh, Democrat Joe Biden out of the White House at all costs. The charge carries a prison sentence of up to 20 years. Tario was a top target 
of what? Uh, of what has become the largest Justice Department investigation in American history. He led a neo-fascist group known uh, for street fights with left-wing activists. That's interesting because they're known for going out there and fighting groups like Antifa, a group that I and other articles from the New York Post have rightfully labeled as a domestic terror group. And I stand by Antifa being a domestic terrorist group. Now calling them, and there's no quotes here, which is interesting. And leads a neo-fascist group. In what way do the in, in, in what way do the Proud Boys want a merger between major national corporations and the federal government? I, I don't see them advocating for that because you know that that's what fascism is, right? The a partnership in which made in which uh, a centralized power aka government, is submitted to a corporate entity. It, it seems like something Antifa and the left were celebrating with the vaccine mandate and all the Pfizer and BioNTech bullshit. Huh. Weird projection. I'm starting to detect here, but... No forgetting street fights with left-wing activists. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shill. Known for street fights with left-wing activists, when Trump infamously told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by during his first debate with Biden. Yeah. Uh, he also told other... He also was like, yeah, well, I don't want the other groups. Why don't you ask the other groups to stand back? And Joe Biden refused to tell them to do anything, so Trump was like, yeah, stand back and stand by. That quote, uh, as much as people try to act like it's one of the, uh, you know, like, the very fine people hoax... It's not. He did just say stand back and stand by. That's why it's in my intro for the full ep episodes. Tario wasn't in Washington on January 6th because he had been arrested two days earlier in a separate case and ordered out of the capital city. But prosecutors said, oh, okay, so that was that one. Prosecutors said he organized and directed the attack by proud, uh, ordered the attack by Proud Boys who stormed the capital that day. Now, I knew there was a thing uh, at a previous DC gathering where it wasn't Enrique Tario, but it was a bunch of people from Enrique Tario's group directly that were arrested for ripping down a gay pride banner. Oh. Prosecutors told jurors the group viewed itself as a Trump army and was prepared for all-out war to stop Biden from becoming president. The Proud Boys were, quote, lined up behind Donald Trump and willing to commit violence on his behalf. Prosecutors uh, Connor Monroe, or uh, Monroe, said in his closing argument, Um, buddy. <laughs> and then again, this isn't a DC course. So I don't know what, what, what you actively expected. The backbone of the government's case was hundreds of messages exchanged by Proud Boys in the days leading up to January 6th that show the far-right the far-right extremist group peddling Trump's false claims of a stolen election and trading fears over what would happen when Biden took office. As Proud Boys swarmed the Capitol, Tario cheered them on from afar. So, interesting. Tario didn't go in. Well, that's right, because he wasn't in the city. I'm retarded. Moving on. 
writing on social media, quote, do what must be done. He's a fed. That's the, that's, uh, that's the thing that I've said here from like the longest time saying, like, he's a fed. In a Proud Boys encrypted group chat, yeah, encrypted, it really, it, it really seems to matter if things are encrypted these days. You get arrested for a fucking VPN. Chat, uh, later that day, someone asked what they should do next. Tario responded with, do it again, make no mistake. Tario wrote in another message, we did this. Okay. I want to say we being the, uh, federal intelligence agencies, but... They threw him under the bus, too. Defense lawyers denied there was any plot. <clears throat> Defense lawyers denied there was any plot to attack the Capitol or stop Congress certification of Biden's win. A lawyer for Tario sought to push the blame onto Trump, arguing the former president incited the pro-Trump mob attack when he urged the crowd near the White House to, quote, fight like hell. Because what is a metaphor, and what is nuance and context around the metaphor? Yeah, okay, George Washington famously said, "We, when the government gets corrupt, you need to fight like hell. George Washington is clearly inciting insurrections. We must do away with fucking George Washington. I shouldn't say that loud. They, they'll, they'll try to do it again. And people were, bre- people were breaching the building. About an hour and a half before Trump was finished talking, or uh, people were starting to walk towards the building. About an hour before Trump finished talking, people breached the building. About 25 to 30 minutes before Trump finished the actual speech, and then uh, Trump post- was posting on Twitter telling people to go home, get out of the building. Then he makes a little TV statement uh, about two hours later, where he says. Go home, you're very special, with love in your heart, please, it's great, go home, you're wonderful, I love you. So, uh, again, no other situations, because the FBI, now, admittedly, in this article, they did say there were a, there were small handfuls of, uh, of participants in January 6th who seemed to have had some sort or semblance of an idea of what they wanted to do before they went into the building. So maybe that's what this Reuters article was talking about, but Reuters exclusive FBI finds scant evidence U.S. Capitol attack was coordinated towards this says, and if it is not coordinated, it is by definition not an insurrection. So here's the interesting thought process here. If they, I, I, I don't know enough to really argue about it. I know Ontario is a fed, and I know he, he's the reason why a lot of other people have been arrested before. And I know he has a long history of, in, of being an informant, so I don't exactly uh, trust anything Torio does. I think from Antifa to Proud Boys to Boogaloo to, well, the Patriot Front's out- outright intelligence operation. But anyway, all these groups are essentially just hotbeds for federal agents, FBI informants, and all sorts of uh, an entrapment, basically. Like, look what happened here in Michigan. You had a group of dudes talking about fishing and beating Republicans. All of a sudden, get swamped by Feds who convince a who convince a small group of about four out of eighteen people to try and kidnap the governor. And out of those four people, only like three people showed up. Yeah, gooby. Now, quote, it was Donald Trump's words, it was his motivation, it was his anger that caused what occurred on January 6th in your beautiful and amazing city. Shut up, you 
fucking revolting bootlicker. God damn. Okay, look, bud. You can't sit here and, and, and be like, oh, well, you know, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences. And I think uh, Donald Trump gave a speech and said that the election was stolen and we need to hold investigations. That was clearly him saying that we need to storm the Capitol building. And again, that's nothing the FBI said. The FBI said that there is no rational consensus to believe that Trump incited insurrection to the point where the insurrection narrative has completely been decimated and now they just call it a riot across the board and you're sitting here saying well donald trump told us to do it how donald trump tell you to do it he said the election was stolen okay and he was angry about it like he was really mad oh wow i mean if i thought the election was stolen for me i'd be pretty fucking livid too Especially my ego was uh, that robust. <laughs> oh, well, you know, his anger told me that I had to enter the building. Did, did he say in his own words, go into the Capitol building? No. Well, what did he say? He said, we're going to make our way towards the Capitol building and make our voices heard peacefully and patriotically. Mm. Okay, so I, don't, I didn't hear the part where he, Trump said go into the building. Well, he didn't, but he was really angry. What a bunch of fucking glow-in-the-dark federal pocket pussies. My goodness gracious. Pathetic. All these little groups. I mean, I like to wear Hawaiian shirts and all, but... All these groups, man. Even if you, for some reason, identify or like them... There's so much infighting for these exact reasons because there's so many feds involved in it. I should actually make an episode about this. A lot of groups recently released articles talking about it because feds got busted infiltrating church groups, infiltrating Antifa, so on and so forth. So I should make an episode about that. It'd be late, but it's an interesting topic. Moving on. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, amazing, beautiful city. Attorney uh, Nabib ha- uh, Hassan said in his final appeal to jurors, quote, it was not Enrique Tario. They want to use Enrique Tario as a scapegoat for Donald J. Trump and those in power. Now, you could be doing all this. He is an attorney, so you'd be doing a, a, a slipping Jimmy, better call Saul type deal where it's like, uh, you know, well, DC hates Trump, so play on the Trump card. Maybe that'll help. Tario, a Miami resident, was charged and tried with four other Proud Boys, Nathan Nordine, Joseph Biggs, Zachary Rell, and Dominic Pizzola. Uh, Nordine of, of Auburn, Washington, was a Proud Boy chapter leader. Rell led a group chapter in Philadelphia. Biggs of Ormond Beach, Florida, was a self-described Proud Boys organizer. So he had a keyboard. Got it. Pozzola was a group member from Rochester, New York. The Justice Department hadn't tried, uh, hadn't tried seditious conspiracy cases in a decade bef- uh, in a decade before a jury convicted another extremist group leader, Oath Keepers. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes of the Civil War era charged last year. Let me give you a rundown on how this happened. So other countries. Like Canada, for example, they can just send people on horseback to run over protesters. They can send tanks in in China, all these other countries. They can just kill protesters or they can send the guards in there and start shooting. In America, 
they can't really do that. We have a right to peacefully assemble. So our intelligence agencies, instead of doing the full force, iron fist of the state, crushing a rebellion, they do the covert infiltration. That's how that's how our our government stops and destroys these groups from the inside. They, you know, send people into say Project Veritas and get the board to be all appointed full of these very progressive types, or they go into these Facebook groups that we joked about earlier. What our government and special interest groups, or uh, sorry, special intelligence groups do is they go, how's it going, my fellow Republicans, or my fellow Democrats, or my fellow whatever pronoun before political extremist group, right wing, left wing, no wing, chicken wing, bone and wing, I don't give a fuck what kind of wing, but, you know, whatever. And then they ride from the inside out. So, like, hypothetically speaking, they get into a group, like, they, they, they get into, like, a chap, like a Proud Boys chapter, and Proud Boy chapters, they hold an election for who's going to chair the group. And they vote for the most, like, crazy, goofy, QAnon-type person out there. And when that person gets in, they can just get in their ear and start leading them on to do really stupid shit because this person's already gullible. They do the same thing to the left with particularly uninformed people on both sides. And through this process of infiltration and doing what they can to appoint uh, hand-chosen selected individuals, they take a group, which was just essentially a bunch of dudes drinking beer and fishing, and maybe going to the ranger once in a while, having dick measuring competitions into a group that is active on the grounds and participating in events, or doing what the federal government wants to do to demonize a particular group on the left or the right. It's just kind of how it's done in this country. The Justice Department hadn't tried a seditious conspiracy case in a decade before a grand jury convicted another extremist group, Oath Keepers, even though they've been around for like 80 years. Uh, found, found, really? I thought they were old. They're old as fuck. Hold on. Okay, 2009. So they would have, uh, they would have been coming up sometime around the, uh, like Tea Party, Come Rattle With Us stuff. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes. My apologies. Of the Civil War era ch uh, charged last year. Uh, of the Civil War era charged last year. That's what it's written. Over the course of two Oath Keeper trials, Rhodes and five other members were convicted of seditious conspiracy for what prosecutors said was a separate plot to forcefully halt a uh, transfer of presidential power from Trump to Biden. Three defendants were acquitted of the sedition charge, but convicted of obstructing Congress. Certification of Biden's election, uh, uh, sorry, let me retry that again. Three defendants were acquitted of the sedition charge, but convicted of obstructing Congress certification of the Biden electoral victory. Justice Department has yet to disclose how much prison time it will seek for the Oath Keepers, if the Oath Keepers are sentenced next, or when the Oath Keepers are sentenced next month. Don't know why I'm having... What the fuck is going on with me? Can we get a higher prescription of glasses, maybe? Clean the lenses right now. I just, I don't know. Yeah, sorry about that. Alright, glasses are clean. Let's see if I can get to the next article without being a complete fucking goober over my words.
Jim Butler. Federal prosecutors in the U.S. have a 99.6% conviction rate. That means the accused are exonerated only four times in a thousand trials. Four out of a thousand who are, who are accused by the systems are actually ever, uh, ever actually receive exoneration. Expand this. Oh my god. Given the measurable error rate in prosecutions, which has a historical uh, run about 10%, it means thousands and thousands of prisoners were sent to prison without the benefit of a fair trial. Well, there's no such thing. And here's why. If trials were actually fair, you would know what the verdict of every court case would be before you left. If you were walking into a courtroom to hear your case, if it was a fair and honest court system, you would know what the outcome of that court court verdict would be before you even walked out. Before you even sat down and talked to the judge. You already know. But everyone's version of fair and free and honest and all that is just based on people's fucking perceptions. Sure, there's a definition, but every judge is looking at the law and enforcing it through their lived experience, through their bias, through their filter, through their religious and political lens, and what they're willing and willing not to do. Plus their moral, uh, all and their moral views, be it good, bad, agreeable, disagreeable, whatever. All that mixes together very well, and you get exactly a, you get exactly the court system we have now. They range from corrupt to agreeable, but the idea of f fair and equity in a court system is an absolutely busted concept, both philosophically. Ugh. I guess I don't even need to be reading for me to fuck over words right now. Anyway, philosophically and in practice, it just can't be done. The justice's blind lady it doesn't exist. Moving on. That's a system the deep state uses to suppress di uh, dissidents and remove obstacles to the, acu uh, to the accumulation of wealth and power by the few. I will agree with that statement, however. Everything is, uh, everything is in the hands of the prosecutors. Once the prosecutors decide to charge, the defendants have no chance at all. They choose the venue in which the defendant has no has no chance. The judge gives jury instructions, quote, where it is, uh, where is that in the Constitution? It doesn't exist. And ensure everyone is always guilty and removes a uh, presumption of in innocence. And the judge doesn't allow the defense to present evidence or arguments that are effective. The whole process is a system that results in only four out of a thousand people getting exonerated. It's far, far worse than anything in Russia or historical dictatorships, and we just go along and pretend it's all okay. Clap. Big clap. Phil J says, or maybe he was guilty? First off, he, they, in this case. And just because they were found guilty, that kind of goes in with the point here. Even if they were found guilty, that doesn't change the uh, argument this guy's making where only 400,000 people are released. So yeah, let's say these are the guilty ones. Fine, they fall into the, the handful of people who are actually guilty that that deserve to be locked up. And we're going with your scenario where you would think they're guilty. <laughs> I, I think the whole situation was entrapment. And a lot of people just kind of like followed and played along with the leader. And I would like to know how many uh, federal agents were behind and involved in these group chats and whatever that aren't named and are not listed. I'm just kind of curious. Uh, David Abrams says, adding, 
and the Democrat jury pool in the selected uh, selected juries jurisdictions raises the odds of political conviction to 100%. Yeah, there was a uh, an oath keeper actually. This is something we uh, we covered a little bit ago when it well a little bit ago being last year in September when it was happening. Uh, a lot of the oath keepers were asking for a change of venue because of the biased jury pool. Because in Washington DC, I don't know if you've ever been or not, there's big screens up, not everywhere, but a sufficient amount of places that show you nothing besides like CNN, MSNBC, and CBS. Going from there, you also have trucks that drive around playing the same state-funded propaganda outlets. And I include Fox News in that list, but you're not going to see Fox News really played over in D.C. And every politician that goes through there, every speech that's held uh, leading up to these court cases has all been about January 6th. So the jury that's pulled from that city, because jury, uh, so jury duty is someone based on voter registration. So voters registered in that city, Democrat voters are going to be summoned to hear this and meanwhile they live in the city where it happened and they're constantly hearing about it from the most extreme hyperbolic take of what happened that day like all they hear basically is AOC's take on it that and you already have these very blue pill judges so there's no chance for a fair and honest trial so these people were saying yeah what we want is to have our trials actually heard in swing states States that were more purple. States that weren't red or predominantly red or blue. That way, they have a they can you know say like we have a you know a judge and a system that has you know a higher chance of having more of a diverse uh, level of opinions and jurors. But in D.C., you're just not going to get that. I'll leave a link to this article in the description below. It is a long. Right here, attorneys for the group Oath Keepers are asking for a change of venue in their federal sedition trial for the January 6th attack. The group Oath Keepers, including founder Stuart Rhodes, argued that they cannot receive a fair trial in D.C. Attorneys for the group decried the, quote, incessant negative publicity regarding January 6th defendants. Members of the Oath Keepers, including founder Rhodes Stewart, Stuart Rhodes, sorry, are asking for a change of venue before their up-and-coming sedition trial, citing incessant negative publicity for defendants. So, perhaps. Let's see. We're going to move on over here to the last article for this particular upload. We're at the post-millennial. Proud Boy X leader, three other... <clears throat> and three others convicted on seditious conspiracy in January 6th trial. Over a thousand people have been arrested in connection with January 6th, many on misdemeanor charges. And here's the thing, misdemeanors are typically, no, are, misdemeanors carry no prison time and a minimum jail sentence. Typically, it's a slap on the wrist, uh, community service, 30 days behind bars, if even that, and a fine. And there's a lot of people who have been locked up on misdemeanor charges, but who didn't get a trial for two years. So, 
And right now you also have the new level of freedom caucus and different committees investigating weaponization of the DOJ. You have the counter January 6th committee investigating the government, the agencies, the people within the government that day working on this. And that's how Tucker Carlson got his footage, the footage that led him being fired when you talk about January 6th. Allegedly, because we, we still don't have any official answers. Now, there's a lot of, like, internal back and forth going on. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. Article by Roberto Wakewell Cruz. May 4th, 2023. Four members of the Proud Boys were convicted on Thursday of seditious conspiracy. In connection with January 6, 2021 riot at the Capitol, the verdict came after a nearly four-month trial as the Department of Justice marks... Uh, Justice marks over a thousand charges in connection with the riot, Reuters reports. So I got a little video here. Well, I could just speak to conjecture. Uh, I'm pretty profoundly sure that has absolutely nothing to do with this article, guys. You may want to get that uh, that video to whatever article it actually belongs to, and whatever article that the video that's supposed to be here. You know what I mean? Some article has the video that's supposed to be here, and this article has the video that's supposed to be there. Former Proud Boy leader Enrique Tarrio, who is also known, who is also a known to be an FBI informer. Among, uh, um, along with members Ethan Nordine, Joseph Biggs, Zachary Rell, were all found guilty of seditious conspiracy, which carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. The defendants were also found guilty of other charges, including obstructing an official proceeding and conspiring to impede Congress and performing its duties. Prosecutors claim that the Proud Boys had planned to attack the Capitol to overturn President Joe Biden's election victory, and that they had purchased paramilitary gear for the attack. Tario, who was ordered by a judge, oh, plans to make are taken off. Anyway, who was ordered by the judge to stay out of Washington D.C. after being arrested for burning a Black Lives Matter banner at a church. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Allegedly, uh, allegedly helped direct the attack from Baltimore. He was not in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. The trial of, Pro of Proud Boy members was the longest of any arising from the Capitol riot, with the 12-member 12 12 jury in a federal court in Washington hearing about 50, uh, hearing about 50 days of testimony since January. More than 500 people have pled guilty to charges related to the Capitol riot, and about 80 others have been convicted during trials. Defense lawyers told the, juror, told the jury that their clients had no plans to attack the Capitol <coughs> and had traveled to Washington to protest. The defense also sought to blame former President Donald Trump, claiming that he had urged protesters to descend on the Capitol. Quote, 
they want to, uh, quote, they want to use Enrique, uh, they want to use Enrique Tario as a scapegoat for Donald Trump and those in power, said Tario's attorney, uh, Nayib, Nance, uh, Nayib, uh, Nsan during his closing arguments to jurors. Tario, uh, Tario had already previously been charged with conspiracy in the U.S. Capitol riot, uh, with the DOJ saying in a statement that, let me zoom in real quick. There we go. That's also such a flame of Trump. They want to use Ontario as a scapegoat for Donald Trump and those in power, said Tario's attorney, Naive Hassan, during his closing arguments to jurors. Tario had, all, had already previously been charged with conspiracy in the U.S. Capitol riot, with the DOG saying the statement that, quote, Tario and his co-defendants his co conspired to corruptly obstruct, influence, and impede an official proceeding the, uh, the certification of the Electoral College vote. On January 6th, the defendants directed, mobilized, and led members of the crowd into the Capitol grounds. <clears throat> crowd onto the grounds of the ca uh, Capitol grounds and into the Capitol building leading to dismantling of metal barricades, destruction of property, and assault on law enforcement, the Justice Department said in a statement. Court filings showed the Federal Bureau of Investigations had many had as many as eight informants inside the Proud Boys. It seemed kind of predictable, right? In the months leading up to the riot. That's what I was saying. They get in there, they, you know, they appoint or they nominate their guy. So Enrique Tario form, has worked with the feds before, has probably taken plea bargains on other more serious issues. The FBI already knew that he'd be a good little, little bitch for them. So they, they they got him to be appointed to the role of, of, of head, head of the era. God damn, James. We're not a fucking talk. God damn. Lawyers for the Proud Boys argued that the information provided to prosecutors could contradict the government's allegations that their clients went to DC, went to Washington DC on January 6th with a plan to storm the Capitol and disrupt the transfer of power from President Donald Trump to Joe Biden, and instead prove that the riot was more spontaneous. And that's what the FBI has been saying for about shit almost three years now uh j daniel hull one of the lawyers for the group questioned the papers questioned in the papers filed in november quote whether a proud boy conspiracy planned to obstruct the biden harris vote certification or to commit sedition ever existed or could have ever existed and as we've already talked about before oops wrong one reuters even said that there was like next to no one they found both doing their their data dragnet or having the warrants go through phones where they found like yeah basically no one planned to go in this building this was very spur of the moment at least on the surface of it so on so forth so so it doesn't it sounds like this court case isn't as over as a lot of people are starting to make it sound that being said if there's any updates we will cover it here i have been james mass and this has been inside four walls i got I'm gonna try to get a couple more episodes out for you guys today. That being said, I shall so talk to you. Whoa! Shut up, Jack. <laughs> Kidding. That being said, I'll talk to you guys later. Deuces.
Hey YouTube, what are you doing? Oh, I'm updating my content policies. Wow, that's a lot of pages. Oh yes. <laughs> what about you? I don't see you working hard on your content policies. <laughs> well, here at Rumble, we try to keep our policies as simple and consistent as possible. Our policies hasn't changed much since 2013. Huh, I changed mine today. Really? Do you mind if I take a look? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh wait, one more. <laughs> this is a new one. Thank you, I'll block off my schedule. It's a real page turner. Oh, page 94 is my personal favorite. Okay, can't wait. Honestly, YouTube, this is too much to read. Ah, ah, my pages! Sorry. 